0: For the first time in my life there's so much possibility for me because i'm not stuck on what was done to me yeah i am literally in a place where i can make change i can make decisions i can make different things happen and i made it a point to do everything differently based on accepting where i was in that moment welcome to the be it till you see it podcast where we talk about taking messy action knowing that perfect is boring It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap where my co host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the harmoniously profound combo mm, I have with Sunita Sandeep. That's Sandin. a dual one. I just want to say I said it very well in our last <laughs> episode. If you haven't yet listened to this interview, to that interview, this interview, whatever, feel free to pause us now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Sorry, my brain was thinking about like... If there's a speech therapist who listens to this podcast, they're probably like, this girl just – I just want you to know I did speech therapy. It's gotten a lot better. You should have heard it before. Uh,
1: <laughs> you doing uh, great, babe.
0: Thank you. I had a lot of per- like permanent teeth removed. I have a very small mouth and a big tongue. It's like – it's, it's everything I do not to have a lisp, okay? So we're working on it. Uh, anyways
1: <laughs> – Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I've, I've been to speech therapy and I just can tell sometimes I can't get some of those sounds together. So thanks for the people who put words together that I'm like, well, here we go. Today is August 17th. National Nonprofit Day, so go support your na- your favorite nonprofit. Um, if you don't have one, I've got two for you. Um, actually I actually have a few for you. So Bloom Organization helps um, wh- girls who have been bullied uh, handle how handle that bullying and also prepare them to like understand and have empathy for bullies that are out there and rise above that.
1: Um, yeah, we support Bloom with OPC.
0: Yes, and then the Cupcake Girls are doing some badass shit uh, when it comes to. Um, Sex workers' rights and um, – and Support. Support. And also that involves actually supporting people who are trafficked because human trafficking exists because the reality is we make sex work illegal and then pimps get involved and shit happen So go check out the Cupcake Girls and really understand that kind of work. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to really change your mind around how sex work exists, why it exists, and um, how we can – be more kind and loving to those in that industry. Um, we'll just, we
1: support the Cupcake Girls with Profitable Pilates.
0: Yes, we do, and they're just just doing some awesome stuff. So shout out to both of those. However, if you're like, well, what about the homeless, Leslie? Um, hungry? Remember, Hung? What was the one in L.A.? It's I it just left my mind. Um,
1: Hunger. Um,
0: no it was it was like lunch lunch on me me, lunch lunch on on me me. oh my gosh it's a
1: LA based one I think they they may have have a second location they have
0: more locations and they're doing some really great work I really love them People's Concern does work with, with homeless um uh communities and, and if
1: you have a if you have a favorite charity, you know, today is National Nonprofit Day. Yeah. Um, so support your local nonprofits. And
0: we'll post this on Instagram uh yeah. as well. So just like this episode, just like toss your favorite nonprofits in there because we're always looking for different nonprofits to support. So yeah. I would love to explore. Um and then we are still on tour.
1: We're still on tour, right? Thanks. Now.
0: Thanks, balance body. We're still on tour. Yeah. It's true. Uh we are currently in Idaho.
1: On um, the 17th yeah we just finished Spokane and we're in Idaho and we're going to be heading to Whitefish in yeah.
0: two days in Idaho we're just hanging out so there's no class you're not missing anything my Idahoans I love you but we'll be in Whitefish hi Delia in a couple of days and we will be in Salt Lake and then we'll be city in Utah and they'll be in St. George Utah and I just love how often we get to go to St. George because there's just a favorite little cafe that I love to hit up and I'm like they're it's just so great um so and that and then I come home for like seven maybe not even days and then i'm in poland um so you can take privates with me there you can some take some workshops with me there i am bringing some flashcards there um i don't know that i'll be in poland next year you all so this is like this is it it um, for a bit then we'll come back and literally a couple of days later, rock our seven day coaching program agency. Many of this is our Profitable Pilates program. It's our ninth iteration of this program. So it's just like a ninth edition, I should say it's edition. Um, and we, it's just a really awesome one. So you're going to want to make sure you go to ProfitablePilates.com slash mini. because yeah, get on the wait list. Uh it's probably it's where, Oh at
1: this point it's available. So jump in.
0: Yeah, jump in. Um and then we wrap that up, hang tight for a couple of weeks, hang out with our agency peeps, our OPC peeps, plan some stuff, and then we go to Cambodia, um, which some of you I've just found out, just heard that we're doing Cambodia. So hi, we're going to Cambodia. Um, super excited about that. And then uh you can go to leslielogan.co slash retreat, November st- at the time that we're recording this, we're still working on the details. It's possible that those details have like manifested themselves. So, um, you know, if you are curious, uh, go take a look at what we've got going on. And then um, December, will be back on the road for our winter tour, which we don't have all the details yet, but don't worry, uh, by September, we will have a lot of things locked and loaded. So, my dear, before we go on to Sunitha, what is our audience question?
1: Yeah, so today we had a double header here. Uh, What are your favorite things to take on tour? And what are the things you miss the most about home while you're on the road?
0: Yeah, so this is super fun because um, obviously we are on tour right now and people are like, because it's a long time to be on the road and we are living out of our van. So, obviously, we're missing some things. So, babe, what are you missing?
1: Well, I'm going to cleverly answer uh, one thing for both questions, and that is the dogs.
0: We take the dogs when we can, and we miss the dogs when we can't. That's right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Or that, and also I miss our latte machine.
0: Yeah. 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 I do do miss that. I'm still trying to figure out how that's coming on the road with us at the time (laughs) this is being recorded. I have high hopes for this, but uh, it is possible it is not with us, and we are stopping at random Uh, random places but that's what makes that's also what's so fun on the road except for west texas you got to get it together i'm just going to call you out right now (laughs) also west kansas east colorado you all need new latte places i'm just saying it okay but um uh we do like our (laughs) latte machine but i'm working on it i don't want to piss people off but i'm just going to say it's a lot of cows or fields that could have them and there's no milk there's no lattes. Uh, so anyways, I will say my favorite things to take on the tour. Obviously, I love to take the dogs when we can take the dogs. It really pains me. It's so fun. I hate leaving them behind. But my own looks at me every time I leave the house and I'm like, I know. I failed you. I failed you. <laughs> I did not figure this out. Um, uh, but I also – I miss my red light therapy. Mm-hmm. I miss my pimp mat. I miss the equipment because sometimes they'll take a winter chair or a reformer or um, – a spine corrector. So when we can take those things and I can actually take them out and do them, I feel really great. But like on this tour, it's not like we can just like unload equipment everywhere we're going. We're like literally sleeping in parking lots. So I am missing like access to my studio whenever I want it. I also will say this. I do when I'm on when we're out on the road. I actually sleep really well when we don't have the dogs. I sleep really good when we're on the road with the dogs, I sleep better than when I'm at the house. 'Cause they don't get up when yeah. we're in the car. That's true. They stay. They have they have nowhere to go. So I sleep better in the maybe we should sleep with a man with the dogs. Like maybe that's the thing. Anyways, um Other things that I love to take on tours or traveling, I should say, I have a Sensate. We actually have a discount code for the Sensate. I haven't created an ad for it yet, but um, I take my Sensate. It helps me fall asleep whenever I need to. Um, It's just really calming. And it's just like a little thing you lay on your chest and just helps like your vagus nerve. And I just love taking that when I travel. Um, And... That's why I miss my red light therapy and my pimf mat because sometimes I use my Sensate with both of those things. I also miss our cactuses. I miss our backyard. I was thinking about that. I miss our. I actually miss our regular schedule. I love going to the gym at the casino. I think it's fabulous. I think it's so fun. I love our people we work out with. So of course I miss those people, Um, and I miss our house and our bed. So I miss a lot of things when we're on the road. I'm gonna be really honest. (laughs) I miss convenience for sure, but uh, to take on the tour. I like to take a workout equipment. I can sense I take, um, I take any workout equipment I might need, or I get a gym membership and those things. And then it's, Oh, chocolate collagen and AG one, AG one for the win. They're also sponsored the podcast. We'll put the link below, but that if I can have AG one in the morning, some chocolate collagen, in my latte at some place that has oat milk and my sensei, it feels, and I can get some steps in. I feel like we're, we're good. We're good to go. I love it. Okay. Anyways, thanks for those questions. You can send your questions in uh, to the Be it Pod. We love answering them. It's kind of fun to think about like what is our favorite thing. So thank you.
1: Uh, Sunita is a thought provoking, transformational coach who helps women find their authentic selves, guiding them towards mindful awareness, acceptance, and a deep sense of balance. Uh, Sunita was, it was really interesting to hear, um, you know, how she works with people. She was talking a lot about uh, the somatic. Yeah. uh, It's our third
0: somatic person on. Y'all, somatics are like the thing.
1: Yeah, well, also, I think when you, um, I think that this whole conversation about overload and overwhelm and oh, it's how it's connected favorite. to somatics, I thought it was really interesting. You know, like, I don't think I ever even heard of somatics until like a year ago. So
0: I know uh, we have two good friends who are like very famous, amazing somatics people. But I, you already, I can't talk about what I love. Like, I love something you love, but we'll talk about it in a second. So I'm going to talk really quick. Um, she said. She talked a little about your livelihood doesn't equate to your passion and purpose. And I thought this was really interesting because there's so many people out there that are like, what did you love as a child? That's what you want to do as an adult. Or like like all – What like, are you
1: passionate about? You should do that for you and should, get paid for you it. You get
0: paid for it. And like she said it works for some people, but yeah, it I'm- doesn't have to work for everybody. And I couldn't fucking agree more.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I, I've, I mean, I talked about this before um, a couple of episodes ago where, um, you know, when I was younger, I thought I will do whatever it takes to do a job to get paid the money I want to get paid so that I can do the things that I want to do. And the example I w- gave was I would shovel shit from one corner of the barn to the other corner of the barn if that was what brought in the money. And at the time, I said, um, I don't, I'm not in on that. Um, and I'm still not in on that. But I also think that, uh, you know, doing something that you're passionate about uh, can actually destroy your passion for it if you're doing it for the money.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, that's like, uh, hello, read the the book of like, Big Magic. Like a lot of people you see making money off of a talent or a gift or a passion that they have, they didn't start out trying to make it make money. So like... That's right. They like... Like the woman who wrote big magic, um, eat, pray, love her name's coming to me. I'm sorry, guys. You're shouting it at me as you're driving and Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, (laughs) wow. So, um, she was like, she did not actually give up her job as a professor at a university. Even after Eat pray love was a new best, like a best time. She didn't give it up until after she, like, even after she sold it to a movie, like she did not give it up until she knew that like she wouldn't have to stress her gift, her passion to make money. She like, it would be okay. And I loved her doing, I loved her sharing that because I think it's so easy for us to think, oh my God, I write a book and I sell it as a novel. And then it's this thing. And I actually taught another national bestselling author and I watched her. I had to see her negotiate that she loves what she does. And also there's all these demands that come with it. And like, it's this thing. So, uh, like, oh, I'm passionate about dancing, so I need to dance. And she said, no, you're passionate about expressing. And dancing is just one form of it. You can express it anywhere. And I loved that as well, because what if you injure yourself? And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't dance anymore, so I'm nothing.
1: and it's Well, also, I think she said that 100% there, you know, you could hurt yourself. But she also said that your passion changes throughout your life. Yeah. So if you lock yourself in on this thing because you're passionate about it, what happens in five years when you're not as passionate about it, I mean, this, I feel like, um, this happened for me with music. What I realized is that actually what I'm passionate about are people and building relationships and, um, and the puzzle, I'm passionate about puzzles. The puzzle of building a business, building a company was a similar puzzle as music, but I thought that like music was the end all be all. And I have to be doing that. And I, you know, but my, 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 so I went literally all 100% towards music. And after 10 years of pursuing that, um, I began to realize, like, I don't necessarily need to be doing music as much as I love the act of doing music. I actually need to be building relationships and I need to be solving puzzles. And that's when, you know, and, and that, was, that was not really uh, clear to me at the time.
0: Yeah. So I think it's just like um, she I just really enjoyed how she talked about that because I do think we put a lot of pressure on like, what's my passion? What's my purpose? And like, I just keep coming back to like, there are plumbers in Boston making a million dollars. I am not sure that all of them were like, I'm so passionate. Plumbing is my purpose. Right. But they are successful plumbers. And they are doing something. And so it's I just think it's um, I think she said, it's, it's a problem that we have. We put this pressure on ourselves to figure out what our passion as our purpose, because that's what we're supposed to do for a living. No, you can do a lot of things for a living. And then you can have passion and purpose that are expressed in different ways. We put so much pressure. I, I find myself like when I'm around like a teenager, I'm like, okay, so what do I talk to them about? Because I definitely don't want to ask them like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I, Fucking questions terrible. It's too soon. We should really be letting people explore like what excites them and showing them all the ways that that thing that excites them can be expressed in multiple different ways, not just through dance or not just through whatever
1: it is. I think her her ultimate point about this was about um, being versus doing.
0: Oh, you were correct. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and we end up doing because we think, oh, I'm passionate about this. So I'm going to go do this thing. And she her her argument here is, what if you be the thing instead of do the thing?
0: Well, I mean hello and it's po- it's possible
1: for them to overlap, yeah, but they don't necessarily have to,
0: yeah, yeah, so well, you're being it till you see it if you. Our listeners' podcast. That's you're already right. On the place. I mean, that's why I had to have her on. Okay. What did you love?
1: All right. I thought this was just really uh, profound. Here.
0: So profound. Hold on. Take your notepads up. everyone. Hold. <laughs> Pull over.
1: Pull over. <laughs> Hold the phone. Um, okay. So we've all experienced the overwhelm, right? Where you just like completely, you just shut down. You want to bury your head in the sand. You're all the things. And she said, "Hey, there's a there's a very different." Uh, well, there's a distinction as a better way to say it between o- being overloaded and being overwhelmed. And she said that being overloaded was basically you have too much on your plate. You got too many tasks, too many things you got, you can't even, you got so much, you can't even keep it all in your head as opposed to, uh, being overwhelmed, which is an internal state that persists regardless of the situation that you're in, yeah. And the example that she gave on that was, well, I went on vacation and I came back and I still feel terrible.
0: That's overwhelmed.
1: That's overwhelmed, as opposed to you know, like in the moment, there's too much to do right now to prepare for the thing. That's overloaded. Yeah. You know, um, and I I thought, wow, that's really interesting. I think we often um, uh, misconstrue the two, where we feel oh, I'm overwhelmed, but maybe you're actually overloaded and once this whatever it is that's happening passes you're actually in a I think, totally fine state I think state.
0: over like i also think that burnout gets titled for both of these so i like talking with those agency members when they sure. take a couple of days off like i feel better i took a break i said congratulations you are just overloaded you had too many tasks so let's mm. do this do what can we take off the plate right now like you took a couple of days off like what can just be pushed to a different deadline but if they take a couple days off and they're like, "I'm still burnt out," then it's an overwhelm, and that's a couple things. Like, that is how you are internalizing, as she said, or like, hand. How are you handling stress? If you are someone who thinks that, like, if you take a break, everything's going to crumble, that is a state of being, as she said. Like, we. This is where you actually do want to consider some sort of like somatic therapy or therapy in general, redefining how you actually engage with your work and the people around you. Because when we go on vacation, oh my God, as soon as we're on the fucking plane, I'm like, "Ah," and I'm always so grateful. I'm like, okay, I was just a little overloaded. Good. But if I can't get my mind to turn off, I'm like, oh, I'm stepping back into some old patterns that I have wanted to let go what's going on and like it's a sign for me that I have some work to do.
1: Mm. Yeah she I mean uh, she actually talked about um, people who feel stuck and how they how do you move past feeling stuck because it's, it's easy to say this but you know I think one thing you pointed out which I thought was great was you're like well that sounds so lovely to just like not be overwhelmed and not be overloaded anymore, but I still have all the fucking things that I got to do in life and it's not like they're going to stop, you know? And she said, yeah, people often feel stuck. Um, and how do you move through that? How do you move past feeling stuck? And she said, it could involve, um, adjusting your environment because we may associate negativity and trauma with environment. Um, also with PTSD, it's, uh, you know, like can also be, you know, changing your environment can be beneficial in that. Um, and, uh, she said a little bit of neutralizing in that, in that will give you uh, a better foundation to build from moving forward. So sometimes that could be a vacation actually, uh, because you're not in your consistent like routine. You
0: You know how good I got at being not overloaded? Tell me. Saturday when you called me and you're like, Hey babe, are you on your way? Oh. to the airport and i said not yet i'm gonna have a, like a bite to eat and you're like you should be at the airport now and i was like oh i got so relaxed
1: <laughs> yeah i'm glad i called
0: yeah i'm so glad you called i really would have missed that flight i i think like y'all if you normally listen to the recaps and then decide what to listen to i'm gonna be really honest she has a ted talk this girl is a girl she's she an shut- amazing human uh, she is really sharp. She explains things in a way. I gave her some really, like, I did. I felt like I have some quite, okay, what the hell are we doing now? If we, like, some, like, what are we gonna do here? I still got shit to do. And she really had a great way of handling that. And I feel like I have always wanted to know. And this interview. I did this months ago and I have been so impacted by it. It changed my whole way of understanding my own life, Mm -hmm. the things I'm doing. I was like, wow, I fucking got a therapy session. So I feel good about it. I think you should check out her shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she has a program. She's a coach. Um, She's an executive coach um, and she works, you know, I I guess you don't have to be executive to do it, but um, she has a program with the uh, pillars of AWAKE, A-W-A-K-E, which the stand for awa- awareness within action, kindling and engagement. And if you're interested in her process, you can listen to the last episode uh, where she does explain kind of each step, obviously not like the nuances of each step. That's why you would work with her. But like the over uh, the bigger picture review of what those steps are. I mean, I um, got
0: so much out of just the interview.
1: Yeah. I mean, like- she her, her, help, her purpose is to help you connect more with your authentic self because we end up just getting busy with life and commitments. And like we talked about yeses and noes, uh, you know, in last episode. And uh, so the, you know, she helps you dig through that, connect more to yourself and then decide, you know, how do you, uh, how do you enjoy life more, you know?
0: Yeah. All right loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1 Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better.
1: All right, let's talk about those, be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can you take away from your convo with Sunita Sandeep? Uh, She said, go through the path of acceptance. Um, That uh, the number one uh, starts from acceptance, period. And this was interesting. It's because out of context, that sounds a little strange. But basically, in order for us to move forward from being stuck uh, in the thing that we are, overwhelm, uh, overload... Uh, I guess it would be overwhelmed, really, because overload is like short term, it, se- it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to move, uh, you know, you have to accept where you are. And that is a hard thing is to accept where we are. Okay, this thing uh, is out of my control and it's happening and I have to do the things to whatever. But when you, make, when you accept your current state, uh, it helps you mentally, uh, emotionally, um, and somatically.
0: Oh, thousand percent. Ten years ago when I was homeless and then I totaled my car leaving that house that I was no longer living. And then the studio called to like change. None of this happened the same day guys. That kind of like happened over a few weeks at any rate. I just remember going, okay, okay. I'm not going to blame anyone. I get it. I'm accepting that I'm in this place. I somehow made decisions that got me here. And so what do I do next? And it was the fucking best thing in my life people literally thought i was a lunatic when you do this (laughs) people are gonna think you are a crazy person you guys like my friends were like are you okay i'm like i'm phenomenal because for the first time in my life there's so much possibility for me because i'm not stuck on what was done to me yeah i am literally in a place where i can make change i can make decisions i can make different things happen and i made it a point to do everything differently based on accepting where I, exa- I was in that moment. Not making excuses, just like, this is where I am. What can I do? I get where I am. I'm, I'm part of this. And yeah. it changed. I had, you guys, I was fucking couch surfing and I had the best days of my life. People were straight, like very worried. And I was like, you be worried. I'm not worried. Like it was, it's the best thing. It was, if that's all you take from this, it's like, accept where you are. Like really, truly see what happens when you just do that for one day.
1: Yeah, and and it's not easy to do. That, no, you know, but uh, when you uh, uh, when you can, when you do that, um, you know, and and you actually take a step and look look at yourself from the side, it leads to awakeness. Okay, which is her A W A K E her process. So you know, and it, it helps you. Um, it's going to help you, like. Reevaluate things and and find a different path. And just
0: forward. really quick, it's also not easy to be doing the life you're doing if you're feeling stuck.
1: That is very true. And, and I think I out. think we keep doing the things that we're doing even if they may be detrimental to us because we feel safe with what we know. Yeah. And the enemy it's scary. you know is
0: scarier than the enemy you don't. That's right. So, Choose your hard bitches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What about you? What about you?
0: I would mean it with all the love. Okay, so of course. Need to shift. She emphasized needing to shift definition of success and wins. Mm. Listen to FYF people. I promise you, every Friday when we that's tomorrow when this episode comes out, it's the next day. I share people's wins. Some of them are huge. And some of them are like little like I told someone no today. I freaked out a little bit, but I didn't back down. You have to redefine your definition of a win. Yeah. You have to redefine your definition of success. And you know what's kind of crazy? Is like I I hate like what is your definition of success? I'm like I'm living it, so like why don't you ask me why I'm successful? Because I am, and some of you are, some of us because we've been trained. Like what's your definition of success? It's if like you're never going to reach it till you retire. And the truth is, you may have already, but you haven't taken the time to understand the wins you've made. Mm. And so like I, of course, there's changes I want to make. There's the things I want to do. There's still some things I want us to have and with our business and the impact we want to make. But we're very fucking successful right now because I've changed the definition of what success looks like. So do that. And then um, there's a couple things. Uh, she encourages to see the act of trying itself as a win yes yeah sorry yoda you're wrong <laughs> and i know my my all my star wars people katie don't hurt me um <laughs> rachel we love and you. rachel i love you <laughs> who else i have to apologize to
1: well um, uh, you know i think this goes to habit building too you know like even if you attempted the thing but you didn't do the thing you still attempted the thing if and you
0: remember the thing right that you wanted to do it's That's a win, a win. It's a it win. is a win yeah um the shift that needs to happen is that it's a win. It is be- is because I tried. It's a win because I tried. So um, I, I hope that you – maybe we need to come up with a journal. Babe, let's – Meredith, we need a journal. We need a wins journal so our listeners can have a wins journal and that every day they can just write a win of the day down. Maybe the yeah. win is you didn't freak out on yourself. Maybe the win is that uh, you hit traffic and you didn't yell at the car next to you. I don't care what the win is. We have to start acknowledging on, on all the wins that are happening because there is – this happens in agency. Somebody posted like a rant and it was totally fine. She's like, whoever will listen. I'm like, absolutely. That's what it's for. And then I went to the wins channel and they had not posted a win. <gasps> what? And I had to go back and say – Illegal. Illegal. I had to say, uh, thank you so much for sharing this. you got to go post a win because not everything is shit. Thanks. And she did. And Good. it was a great win. But – it's so important that you understand that the universe is balanced. It really is. But if you focus on your wins, you see them everywhere. It's like you. I when I focus on desert flowers, I see desert flowers everywhere. Everywhere. Anyways, I'm Leslie Logan.
1: And I'm Brad Crowell.
0: Thank you so much for listening. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Are you going to redefine success for yourself? I hope so. You should. Let us know what your new definition is by yeah. tagging the Be It Pod, tag Sunitha. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network.
1: It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll.
0: It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Diseño.
1: Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi.
0: Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions.
1: Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website. And finally, to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time.
0: Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi active socks, and you can go to slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L E S L E Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do.
1: Sick of being upsold at gyms?